Well, hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day, cousin, because I know I am, because a day is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. You know, there's a, there is something in our hearts. You know, when we're running away from God, when we feel like we have to battle with Him, for instance, we sometimes think that uh, we have to like know more about him. You know, we not well in a bad way. Like thinking, okay, I know more than you do, God. I don't need your help. Or God, what do you know about my situation? And if surrendering to you, what do I do if I don't surrender unto you? Well, that's not going to help anyone. That's a matter of fact. That's going to contradict our efforts. It's going to contradict other people. But God is merciful through it because he allows you to go through it. And at some point, you surrender. At some point, you, allow, you give yourself unto God because you know you've done wrong at some point. And so today we're going to be taking a look at Isaiah 45 and 1 Peter chapter 5. Uh, 1 Peter, I think, chapter 1. Or I, I, we're going to be in 1 Peter because we're going to be talking about when we run away from God, when we stray away from Him, at some point in our life, you're going to be confronted with an issue. And you're going to be given a, a, a choice whether to run towards Him or whether to continue the path and continue on with the battle, thinking, oh, i got to be one step out of God. I know what I'm doing is right. No one else can tell me what to do. So with this in mind, we, that's what we're going to be taking a look at today. But I also, my thoughts and prayers are for the families that are being entrapped with this blizzard that's been moving across the Midwest, and also major thunderstorms that are uh, moving through as well. It is so sad to hear about the travesties happening in Mississippi, uh, travesties going around in, uh, in our hearts. It's just absolutely heartbreaking. But we know that we live in a world where we have those storms. We live in a world it's a fallen world. We live in a world where people go after each other. We live in a world where there is evil. And it's interesting because there are also times where I want to be free. There are times when I just want to be away from other people and, and live in freedom. We can't get that until we cross that finish line. We're still going to have all these major travesties happening around the world. But one thing is I can also assure you is God listens to your prayers. He protects you during those times. For instance, there are times, you know, I've driven on dangerous roads. And here's how awesome this is. This is the power of prayer. I want to tell you that an awesome thing. During the power of prayer, and when you say, Lord, protect my vehicle, the simplest things protect my vehicle. He does protect your vehicle. He puts a hedge of angels around you. And it was interesting because I was driving a couple of days ago. And of course, you know, it is supposed to be spring. It's supposed to be all the snow and ice are thawed out. But one of us loves to live in a winter wonderland. It looks like 24, uh, about nine months out of the year. <laughs> and so it's interesting uh, that we love, I love doing that. But the awesome aspect of this whole thing, the big picture of this is, is that God protects you. God watches over you. God sends his hedge of angels to protect you and hedge of angels to guide you along the way. 
and so this brings and so a couple days ago a car went off the ditch because it hit some black ice and since the car hit black ice it went and uh, it went off the road and i was blessed because my car slid a little bit but i didn't get off i didn't go off in the ditch luckily i did stop for the individual i made sure he was okay but how awesome is that that before i got in my car I prayed, Lord, protect me wherever I'm going. And he does protect you. Same thing for your house. And I'm sure, but sometimes, you know, God provides those materials for your house to be rebuilt. And God is still merciful through it all. And you never know um, the, the trial that you're probably going to go through if you have to rebuild your house. You never know about that. But one thing I can assure you is God will always be with you. But let's all get in the big picture of things. In not running away from God and truly surrendering your all of yourself unto God. With this in mind, let's start off. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We're so blessed to be called your children. Lord, we are so humbled to be in this uh, place. We protect the families and uh, anyone that's experiencing this blizzard uh, and major, th major severe thunderstorms that are coming about. We protect those families. We protect the first responders that have to deal with that. And Lord, we also protect our hearts. That our hearts may glorify you, Lord. Our hearts may glorify your name. That we glorify you, O Lord. That we call upon you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. During times of uncertainty, during times of untrouble, Lord. And I pray that anyone that is running away from you, Lord, I pray that you can do a hedge of protection on their hearts. That you can forgive them. And so, Lord, may you bless us and keep us. In your Father's name we pray. Amen and amen. So, in verse 45, verse 1, it states, Thus says the Lord to his uh, to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held, to abstain nations before him and loose the armor of kings and to open before him the devil doors so that the gates will not be shut. So I will go before you and make the uh, crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze, and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I am the Lord who call you by your name. I am the God of Israel, or he is the God of Israel, or Jesus is. For, my, for Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, my elect. I have been called you by your name. I have named you though, you, though you have not known me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. There is no God besides me. There is truly no God besides him. There is no other... Uh, Allah is not a God, Buddha is not a God, Hindu or any other gods that are out there. They don't compare it to the one true God by any means. 
I will uh, gird you, or I will gird you, though you have not known me, that they may know the rising of the sun to its setting, that there is none besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create calamity. I, the Lord, do all these things. Rain, rain down your heavens from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open, let them bring forth salvation, and let, the, and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. Woe to him who strives with his maker. Let the uh, postured strive with the postards of the earth. Shall the clay say to him who forms it, What are you making? Or shall your handiwork say, He has no hands? Woe to him who says to his father, What are you, what are you begetting? Or to the woman, what, you, what have you brought forth? Thus says the Lord. The Holy One of Israel and his Maker. Ask me of things to come concerning my sons. And concerning the work of my hands, you command me. I have made the earth and created man on it. I, my hands, stretched out the heavens and all their hosts I have commanded. I have raised him up in righteousness, and I will direct all his ways. He shall build my city and let my exiles go free, not for price nor reward, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 14. The Lord is the only Savior. That is... Uh, that's the big uh, subtitle. Thus says the Lord, The labor of Egypt, the merchandise of Cush, and of the uh, Sabines, men of stature, shall come over to you, and they shall be yours. They shall walk behind you. They shall come over in chains, and they shall bow down to you. They will make supplications to you, saying, Surely God is in you, and there is no other. There is no other God. By any means, there is no other God. Truly, you are God who hide yourself, O God of Israel, the Savior. They shall be ashamed and also disgraced, all of them. They shall go in confession together, who are makers of idols. But Israel shall be saved by the Lord with an everlasting salvation. And you shall not be ashamed or disgraced forever and ever. For thus says the Lord, who created the heavens, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, who has established it, who did not create it in vain, who formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I have spoken, I have not spoken in secret. 
in a dark place of the earth. I did not say to the seed of Jacob, Seek me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. Verse 20. Assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together. You who have escaped from the nations, they have no acknowledge. Who carry the wood of their carved image and pray to a God that cannot save. Tell and bring forth your case. Yes, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from ancient from ancient time, who has told you, who has told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there is no other God besides me, a just God and a Savior. Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no other. I have sworn by myself. The word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. That to me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall take an oath, and he shall say, Surely in the Lord I have righteousness and strength. To him men shall come, and all shall be ashamed who are increased against him. In the Lord, all the descendants of Israel shall be justified and shall glory. Amen. And amen. And that was, that was very well needed because the big picture of everything, the big picture of this whole thing is, is that in First Peter chapter 5, we also get a better understanding in First Peter chapter 5, all of chapter 5. And it states, the elders who are among you, I extort. I am, the, I am a fellow elder and a witness of the suffering of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those who entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory. That does not fade away. Verse 5. And this kind of correlates with uh, Jesus as his only Savior. And verse 5, it states, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Man, I've struggled with that. God resists the proud. God resists those who run against him. God resists those who say they're Christians, but don't act a certain way. Man, I've that hits home. I've had I've struggled with that concept. I've been in where I've been. I've been at a place where I was proud, proud in arrogance, proud in being prideful, and as being a know-it-all. I was in that situation, and by any means, I did not glorify God when I was in those situations. 
And it even states better in verse 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. God cares for the trials you're going through. God cares for the tribulations you're going through because he loves you and he cares for you. God only wants what's best for you, no matter what. So there's no point of running and going all over the place. There's no way of going over him because he cares for you. And Jesus loves you no matter what. Resist him, steadfast in faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. And amen. <clears throat> Verse 12, by uh, Slavanes, I'm not very good at pronouncing that word. Our faithful brother, as I consider him, I have written to you briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is a true grace of God in which you stand. She who is in Babylon, elect together with you, greets you, and so, and so does Mark, my son. Greet one another with a kiss and a love. Peace to you all who are in Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. And then here's the big picture, the big aha moment. Now you're finally wondering, okay, it's awesome. You've read a lot of Bible verses. You've, led, you've read two chapters. How does this relate to uh, the like fighting the urge to surrender to God? How does that relate to it? Well, number one is pride. Pride is a one <clears throat> that hurts us because pride thinks that we are better than everybody else. Pride thinks that, okay, God, I don't need you during this time. Oh, but when I go through a serious situation, I'll then call upon you. That's pride. And that also hinders your relationship with him, with God. Pride is also when we think that we don't need anybody else in our life. We don't need help, not by our neighbors, or we don't need help at all. Normally, what happens is normally things go off the rails. So overall, I've gotten to a point where I've ran away from God. I have. I, I'm being open and transparent. I've ran away on purpose thinking, okay, God, I don't need you anymore. And I've had the urge to, you know, fighting the urge to surrender to God. I've had that urge. But the weird thing is, is that... At times, I wish I surrendered earlier because when I did surrender to him, my life changed overall. I didn't need to be thinking that I knew it all. I didn't think I need to handle everything right, every, everything at the instant second. I didn't need to do that anymore because I knew that God was in charge of my life because he's an awesome God and he has a, a set plan for you, for me, and for, and for your family per se. Because God wants the best of, the God truly does want what's best for you. And we've read that, where God created the heavens and the earth. He created you in his image. He created you 
And he's created people to walk alongside with you because he wants what's best for you. And it can feel and look backwards based on the standards of the world. At the end of the day, we all need to humble ourselves under God and trust that at the right time, he will lift us up. God knows God knows us better than anyone else ever would. So why not trust in him and his power to guide our life or your life? And here's the... Here's the question to think out loud. What is keeping you from humbling yourself under God? That's a good question. What is, what is holding you back? What is holding Sassen back from truly humbling ourselves under God? And once we think about it, once we ponder on it, we then declare and say unto the Lord, God, I surrender my entire life to you. Show me an area of my life that I have not humbled before you. Show me an area of my life that I need to improve on, whether if it is building a better connection, whether it is to network with somebody, or whether it is to pray with somebody that I've never prayed before, that I'm afraid of, or to outreach with somebody. Amen. And amen. And now that, but Lord, help me to be even closer unto you. And so with this in mind, we're going to end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, Lord. I pray that we don't run away from you anymore. I pray that we can run to you instead of running away. Because we look at what you did in our lives. We look at what you did in our hearts. You saved us and you created us in your own image. Nobody else, you didn't create all of us the same. You created us in your own image, O oh Lord. Lord, may you continue to bless our hearts as we go through this troubling world and give us a peace and assurance knowing that everything is going to be okay and that this is only temporary. But we also know that you can bless those who are persecuted. So Lord, I just pray for our hearts. I pray for this nation. So Lord, may you also guide us and, can, and as, may you guide us on the path that you have set before us so that when you cross that finish line, oh Lord, we can run into your arms and we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, I hope you guys have a blessed day and remember to stay safe if you're against severe weather. If you're under the blizzard warning, please stay indoors. Don't get anything else if you have to and help the snowplow drivers out by staying at home nice and warm as this major snow front moves over. Or if you're in a place that's getting thunderstorms, don't be by any windows. Don't connect anything to your power outlet because lightning can go through power outlet and they can go through the window. And remember that God surely loves you and he wants a relationship with you. And I will meet you at the finish line. Bye. Mm -hmm.